well, if we, we go out and play our game and then try something different and lose, well, you're supposed to lose all along, right? You're not really – you're just going out to win a football game. And I'm not saying, you know, the, quote, unquote, the pressures on Alabama. I mean, Alabama needs pressure for breakfast. But frankly, so do the Georgia Bulldogs. The dogs are back playing Alabama and back at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But instead of it being for a national championship like it was in January, this time it's for the 2018 SEC championship, which, if Georgia comes out victorious, will land them in this season's college football playoff. And if the playoff committee does what most college football fans think they would do, a UGA victory over the Crimson Tide could potentially just set up another matchup versus, you guessed it, Alabama in a little over five weeks from now for the national championship all over again. But this time it would be in Santa Clara, California, which makes total sense to me, right? What a crazy world we live in as college football fans. How crazy? This matchup between Georgia and Alabama will mark the fifth straight time that the teams have played inside the state of Georgia. They last played in Tuscaloosa back in 2007, which for what it's worth was a Georgia overtime victory. Alabama's won all the games since then. I know, that's hard to believe, but despite all of the weird scheduling and daunting matchup that this SEC championship game brings, there's no complaining from this Georgia fan who witnessed in person that last play 11 months ago right after midnight on January 9th. Considering how I felt after that loss, I'm very excited that our football team has this opportunity on Saturday, and I think they're going to win. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 167 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the Georgia versus Alabama 2018 SEC Championship Game Preview. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. You know exactly what we're about to talk about. No need to wait any longer. Let's just jump on into it. It's a good one today. Here's episode 167. It's like, how do you start a podcast this important? So when we last left you, dear reader. Mm -hmm. At the bar or online? Oh, I yeah, I remember the bar. Um, so, <laughs> I well, I mean, questions. Will and I, Will and I, had a chance to give our impressions of it. Thank you for applying the uh, the special filter you do to make us seem less uh, than we are. Um, you're very good at this, mm-hmm. um, Scott. What are your thoughts? My thoughts were that I was a little bit overwhelmed in what? a good way. I was humbled, extremely humbled, especially when people would catch me from about eight feet away and they would lock eyes with me. And I knew that they knew who I was, and I didn't know who they were. And I was very appreciative, and I was very in the moment of wanting to hear what they had to say and then ask them questions because I didn't want to come across as that guy who, and you know this guy, everybody knows this guy, that looks over your shoulder, like looking for the next guy uh, to speak with. I'm tired of talking about me. You talk about me now. Exactly, exactly. You know, actually, there's only three people in this room, and I've actually been doing that with both of these guys during this entire podcast. (laughs) Like, I'm looking for someone else in the room to talk to. Well, because he likes the camp more than us. (laughs) That's true. But I was most uh, taken aback by uh, the guy that said he listened to us in the shower. Yeah, that was, was, found that to be interesting. Because at first I was like, oh, wow, really? And then I paused, and I'm like, I listen to podcasts in the shower all the time. Yeah, but it was just kind of like, that was out in the open now, and I was like, I do the same thing. (laughs) uh, Do you listen to his podcast in the shower? I might. I mean, there is something intimate about a podcast that... 
Stephen Colbert uh, is a big fan of the Slate Political Podcast with uh, John Dickerson, uh, um, David Plotz, and Emily Bazelon. And he was a guest on the show one time on a live show. He said, actually, I have to tell you, I hate listening to live shows of your podcast because I don't like – when I listen to a podcast, I forget that – I feel like everyone's just talking specifically to me. And so when I hear a live show and I hear an audience and I hear other people talking, I for, I'm like – I'm reminded, oh, wait, this isn't just specifically for me. And that's why I always love about podcasts. It can feel like – they're talking specifically to you. It's just to you. It's just, and there is an intimacy involved that, that whether or not you're in the shower or not. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. And again, you know, this is. It was just a really cool thing to to. Uh, it's not surprising to me, as we, as we mentioned earlier, how nice everybody was, how kind of welcoming everyone was, and uh, it was just it was. And there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. It makes me think we might want to up the ante a little bit when we do this in a couple of years. Uh, if we do another one of these in a couple of years, and uh, maybe, I'd say next year. Well, because the only question is we have to come from Atlanta. Like that's because this is like the ideal time to do it, right? Unless we want to do it after. I guess I guess what next year Texas A and M is is it Texas A and M? That's the that's uh, the last game. Uh, the, Texas the, the last home game. Yeah, it's the Massachusetts game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We switched UMass for that could be the Aggies. We have time we could do it. Maybe we'll go only go to five overtimes yeah. with Texas A and M, and maybe Jimbo's uh, relatives won't start punching people on the sidelines. I mean, allegedly, let's let's just say that the best practice is never get in a fight with a former LSU. Tailback, unless you happen to be a former LSU tailback. Also, here's a great rule of thumb: don't pour Gatorade on your coach unless you have certain, or yeah. certain that you've won the game. Yeah. yeah, kind of a key. Feels like a party foul. <laughs> they pulled that stunt a little bit too early before yeah. replay, because you know replay, and that's the thing nowadays. In the past, what 15 years that replay's been in service, I, I'm guessing it's 15. But nothing is ever settled until you know. Usually, you're looking for on a kickoff return. Okay, there's no flags. We're good. But now you almost have to look for. Okay, there's no flags, and you're watching the ref and saying, okay, there's no basically VAR. Going in, and it was kind of like last night in the in the Atlanta United game, which I'm going to bring up again at the at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit of soccer, and we'll put it at the end end because there's a little bit too much big business. Oh yeah, yeah. So speaking of big business, what's going on this week? You want to you want to start with the the article that Will wrote? He wrote his uh, premiere article on waiting since last Saturday. Yes, I, had, I had to make up a little bit because I, I beginning of the year I was like I'm going to try to write for the, the side a little bit more because I've written a lot of. Uh, Tony said that too, and he yes, hadn't written anything. Yeah, I, I, so I found, I figured this was the time to do it um, for a couple of reasons. One, because you know I feel like uh, some of the Georgia stuff I've written in the past has uh, I think uh, it's allowed me to meet some new people. I think it's gotten some new listeners. They've kind of gotten around, and uh, even though Sports Earth is not around anymore, which is where I wrote those things, I wanted kind of the opportunity to do it. And you know it is, and this is probably a good way to start the show. And the piece is generally about the, the concept of how kind of weird this year has been. And not weird in a way that's been bad. Obviously, it has not been bad. It's 11 and 1. It's the same record as last year. I think this is the fifth time they've been 11 and 1 uh, in, in their history. It's pretty amazing that their eyes, I put the piece, there are 128 teams that would give anything to be able to be where Georgia is right now. But it doesn't feel like last year. And it has never felt like uh, last year, even when it's been great. And it's weird because. You know, one of the things we talked about last year was there were no close games. Like until, really, until Oklahoma, there were no close games. And it's been like that this year, right? There's been no, like, Notre Dame, there was, Notre Dame was close last year. And other than that, there was nothing to Oklahoma. There have been no close games this year. And I think when you combine the fact there's been no close games, um, as I put in the piece, the, there's a little bit of sequelitis going on uh, to this year, which is to say it's very exciting to go revenge tour on Tennessee and Florida <laughs> and all those guys. But then when you just do it again 
I mean, it's still awesome, but I, and this is not, not me personally. I'm just getting a vibe from the fan base. I liked how you, you referenced the sequel part because that really crystallized in my mind reading it uh, because you're right. Any movie, the yeah. sequel's never the is good. The only sequels that are good are ones that do something completely different, right. like The Dark Knight would be a great example of this, or Spider-Man 2 even would be a great example of this. The best, or Godfather 2, for, for looking for like maybe the best sequel of all time. Uh, things that do something completely different than what the first one did, Empire Strikes Back. Like Top Gun 2 in 2019, yeah. that's going to yeah. be awesome. That, that one waited 40 years to make it to it. That, that was there. That was I can't wait for that show. You should see the side eye. I yeah. just can't, Scott. <laughs> I just don't want to see what Val Cameron looks in the, beach, in the, in the shirtless body. No. Like, no. Um, <laughs> no. Probably less oil. Um, anyway, the point is that you know what I kind of wanted to get across in the piece was this is I know I was talking about the, the crew from Columbus, the crew that like the like a lot of my wife's friends from Columbus, a lot a lot of like donor people, a lot of friends of Kirby, frat dudes with Kirby, like hardcore dudes. These are the ones I always kind of used to gauge the vibe of the fan base a little bit. And I don't mean the vibe of the fan base of like us, where we're there every game and we're going to be there no matter what and get really excited to stay for the end of the UMass game. I mean that the ugly id sometimes of the Georgia fan, where you're, where you're uh, really angry about something or you're dismissive or... And, and the number of people I... But last year, I tailgated with all those dudes before... Uh, before the Georgia, before the Georgia Auburn game, and then again before the Georgia Alabama game. Uh, well, I guess they never got in the Georgia Alabama game. Before the Georgia Auburn game, and then I met, and I saw some of them there, and they were so excited, they were so amped. This is this great opportunity. Have Mark coming this year. Have Mark coming this year. They're not coming. Even though tickets are so much cheaper than they were the last year for the championship game, and I think they're going to get even cheaper. Um, the other guys aren't coming. A lot. The general consensus is. It's Alabama. I'm not going to pay a bunch of money to see them get killed. I or I spent too much money last year. That's a very common thing because there were a lot of trips to take last year. Yeah. Uh, it was too much money last year. Uh, this this year hasn't been as special as last year was. And while I think intrinsically that is true, which is to say, you only get like last year was special in all sorts of ways that go beyond just what the record was at the end of the year. You played at two of the great stadiums, uh, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame Stadium and Rose Bowl, and took them both over and had this truly classic game and went on this revenge tour and stomped everyone and had the SEC Championship game in Atlanta and had the National Championship game in Atlanta. Last year was an absolute, and had all these guys like you've been watching, as I wrote in the piece, it was like the perfect combination of what you liked about Ricks and what you liked about Kirby. You had the senior our guys, family guys like Chubb and Sony, and then you had the depth of Kirby's recruiting Alabama light sort of thing. This year has felt less personal, I think would probably be the best way to say it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily feel that way. Like, I feel like I've watched this team play enough now that they feel like mine, but it doesn't, it's not last year. Like, it's not last year. Except it totally is. And they are 11 and 1, and they are now one game away from getting, from being in the exact same spot they were last year. Potentially in a better spot next year, last year, because they could theoretically, anyway, knock Alabama out of the playoff and not have to face them in the playoff. Now that's another question for another day. But it does seem strange. Remember last year before the national championship game, I said, guys, you don't know when this is going to happen again. You should probably just go ahead and try to win it while you're there. And here we are, less than less than eleven months later, back in pretty much the exact same spot. And everyone, people are into it. But they're not into it the way they were last year. So I tried to like write a piece saying, guys, this is really amazing. Like it's really – this might not happen next year. It's weird things can happen all the time. You have to kind of appreciate the present and kind of what this is because it's right there in front of them. Yeah, and the best analogy I can come up with is 
So last year was your firstborn child. Mm-hmm. Special. You take all the, you drive slow back home from the hospital. You, you take all the pictures. You do the baby book. This is the middle child, guys. And I don't agree. I agree 100% with Will that you each of these seasons individually are special. And the reason that this year feels different to a lot of fans is that, oh, well, we're just only going to win the East. And <laughs> we're down because all those guys left. But the reality is, is that we are playing a quarterfinal Saturday in the college football playoff. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% certain that they're – there is a way you can squint, and Georgia gets there with a loss. I'm not saying that's happening. Yes. I'm saying there's a way you can squint and see. And I like—I would like to float that scenario later. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk get, about those. We get, we're getting to that. But here's the here's the thing that's most important about this is that in 1983 or 1984, well, the end of the year 1983, Georgia fans thought this was going to last mm-hmm. forever. Three years later, Vince Dooley retired, and we entered the golf years. So before we get high and mighty and haughty, and, and I, I, re- I referenced this on the podcast Sunday, the behemoth to the West has led us to believe that these things are sustainable over multiple years. And while it still may be, we may get look back in 2030 when we go to LSU, Kirby's retired with multiple national championships, and then that history is written, we could look back and laugh at the thought that 2018 was any more special than 2020 or 23 or 24 or whatever. But the reality is, is that we are doing something in back-to-back years that hasn't been done at the University of Georgia since the early 80s. And if you ask 1996 Tony, <laughs> nine, I'm sorry, 1986 Tony, man, don't you wish it were still 1983? Yeah, freshman Tony would be like, damn, I miss those years because that was fun. And you don't want to get caught looking back and missing this and thinking, well, it was just an, it was just the SEC championship. Uh, treating it like the Liberty Bowl, right? right? And which is crazy. And we've talked about this before, right? Like that, that there is that section of the fans. I don't mean specifically you, Columbus people. We I love you to death. You're all awesome people. But we talked about like when they were the Liberty Bowl. They're like it's just stupid. And there is a certain part of the part of the fan base that is. I have to tell you again. I come from an outside perspective. It's absolutely baffling to me. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, fine. I understand. It's rainy, Georgia. It's a rainy, cold at Saturday after Thanksgiving. Maybe you don't make that extra effort to go to Georgia Tech, or it's UMass and you've been, you've had a bunch of games and you're a little tired. But I think that's silly. I think that we've talked about how silly I think it is, but I understand it. I mean, Georgia is playing in the SEC championship game in Atlanta against Alabama, the team that, like, for now, and I think that's keeping a lot of people away, right? As I mentioned in the piece, one of the things, the fact is that it's Alabama. I think if they were playing LSU. If LSU had beat Alabama in that game, I think there's a there's a different vibe. Yeah, I revenge. Think. Well, and, well, and also, and we'll get to the revenge angle yeah, of Alabama. We have a revenge a angle. Yeah. I feel like maybe Alabama is a little bit more of a revenge game than LSU would have been. <laughs> One would think, anyway. Well, and yeah, that's kind of the point that yeah. Scarborough's going with this. But I think the also what Alabama has done this year is also turning people right. off, right? Because mm-hmm. one of the things I've I keep going over my head is like we hired Kirby to make Georgia Alabama. And I'll be damned if he didn't do it. But then Alabama went and did something different. Yeah, when Alabama went and got Cam Newton. Right? They're Cam Newton. That's exactly right. right. Also, there Cam Newton, who I don't know if you guys remember this or not, was the guy responsible for the play that caused George Lewis. Well, well, I mean, also, it's somewhat connected to that. I assume he's made less money in college than Cam Newton did, but (laughs) that's purely an assumption. The thing about it that has made has made part of this this year is fate accompli as far as the SEC championship game goes. 
It's just exactly how Alabama's done it. Because if you look back on all those years, I'm Matt eight, and Matt eight and I talked about mm-hmm. this. It's like this is what Alabama has looked. What Georgia this year is what Alabama has looked like nearly every other year, but this year, but just not this year. It's just not this year. But that doesn't mean yeah. all is lost. I mean, you only. I mean, this is only the what sixth time Georgia played in the SEC championship game. Um, 2002, 2003, three, 2005, 2011, 2011 12, 12, to 6. Yeah, it's a 6, right? 7, it's a 7. 7, okay, yeah, math. Um, that's <laughs> why I have accountants. So, you know, that's over, I mean, one way to look at this, that's since 1992. The other way to look in, at this is that, and not the way I think a lot of Georgia fans are, well, the second time in three years, we'll be back. Yeah, and there's no certainty of that. Absolutely not. Absolutely no certainty. Yeah, think about after 2012, we kind of thought we'd be back, yeah. and we weren't. Well, certainly after 03, right, and 05, and it was seven years. I mean, I'll put it this way. If it's seven years, if it's five years until they make the next SC Championship game, I don't think Kirby's wants to coach him. It would be interesting if he is. I think, I think it was going to take a really funky set of circumstances. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny when you talked about 2030 if Kirby is, is retired. Like, he'll be 55 that year. I will be 55 that year. That is, uh, I, I don't think I'll be retired by then. But uh, oh, Kirby, You've already stated you'll be writing in your, I will die on your desk. desk. I will happily die at my desk. Well, yeah. Um, that's that's what you get for doing what you love. <laughs> so I got a question. What if there's a Scott, Will, and Tony Alabama podcast? I mean, there could be three guys that resemble us and do kind of the same format. If I'm one of them and I've been Alabama bro for however many years and it's kind of just, like you said, fait accompli that we win this game and kind of it's like ho-hum into the playoffs and uh, the championship game. My big concern if I'm Alabama bro podcaster, Scott, Will, and Tony what would they call their podcast? On the capstone, maybe something oh, like that. I like that. What, whatever. We, sh- we should do that. Yes. Whatever. Whatever that uh, one coach they got uh, they got fired because he was hanging out with the uh, ladies of the night. It's rolling. <laughs> it's rolling, baby. It's rolling. Actually, that's a hell of a name. Yeah, yeah, we, rolling, we just came baby. up with two yeah. great podcast names for, for any free. Alabama for fans. So, yeah, so, so Matt and Air uh, for kind of like, go ahead and start your <laughs> Alabama podcast. That's right. It's rolling. I don't think I don't think that would be a good call for him personally to do that. But Probably not. It's rolling, comma baby. Probably not. But if those guys. We're <laughs> <laughs> that is a story that it before the, that it came out before the world of blogs is like oh, the best thing that could have happened. That's right, tailor made for blogging. <laughs> that's right, yeah. or TMZ or Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So what I was getting at is there's probably three guys sitting around that my biggest fear, if I were them, would be wins Bama's bad game, wins Bama's Georgia versus LSU game, wins Bama's Auburn versus Georgia game from last year, or Alabama versus Auburn. Or y- yeah, year. yeah, because it hasn't happened in a while, and you're you're you know typically you think you know because I listened back to our preview show uh, that we did episode 142. If you want to go listen listen to it, and we're kind of that was kind of our mood. Like, where's Georgia going to stumble? Where's going to be the one we don't understand what this team is doing? Game, and maybe that would be the fear of any Alabama fan. I know I would have that fear. Uh, being a realistic Alabama fan is like, could this be the moment where Alabama just goes out and Falls on their face. It has their Auburn game? Yeah, that they had last year. Remember the, the, that Auburn game? Obviously, they were in Auburn, so it was different. But remember the thing that was weird about that Auburn game is they were making tons of like. Remember there were the two false starts oh. on the punts right in a yes. row. There were all these like weird things that kept happening in that game. The quote unquote things Saban teams don't do. Yeah, exactly. Right, and and remember that was the reason that Saban seemed particularly wobbly in the national championship game because the thing that Georgia did in that game that no one, even teams that beat Alabama, have done is beat Alabama at their game. 
Like it's always been Manziel or it's always been Mississippi or it's always been Clemson. Like it's always been someone doing something different than – and so there was Kirby and Georgia going at them the same way that Alabama usually beats other people, which I have to say now Alabama has done something different. <laughs> now, they have, now they have their Cam Newton and uh, now they've turned into something else. Maybe, maybe Kirby will revisit that first half and really dive deep on what did befuddle them so bad. Well, I think – I think the danger in doing that is that you have to start with the premise that um, it doesn't matter how many points you score if they can turn around and score points faster. Uh, and that is the key to this game. Um, at some point, you have to figure out how to slow down their their offense. I mean, and that's the part of it that's different about Alabama this year, right? It's like, you know, you, you could count on Alabama's offense to be efficient, but they weren't quick strike. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't slinging the ball around like Oklahoma, frankly, right? I Which, mean, there's, there's a school of thought that people can't wait to, for an idea of an Alabama-Oklahoma national championship game. Right. I mean, sorry, a playoff game. Yeah. And the way that would be in the past— it would We been, saw it last year as the Rose Bowl. But that's the thing. In the past, <laughs> it would have been Alabama. Like, how is Oklahoma's crazy offense going to do as Alabama defense? Now it's like Alabama will just outscore them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that, that's something you would have never seen in the past. And, and keep in mind— Georgia's offense outscored Oklahoma's last year. And, and Georgia's offense is pretty solid this and year. And Georgia's <laughs> offense is no slouch. To say the least, Connolly talks about this all the time. The idea of how under – I think his joke is that uh, that Georgia is Rutgers in the red zone, but yeah. Oklahoma <laughs> the rest of the times. And, I like that. And I think that's about right. Yeah. And that's Well, like, the key is not to get in the red zone. Right, yeah, right. exactly, just score a lot. But I mean, this Georgia offense, I think because there's no Chubb and Michelle – and uh, and there's not like the e- obvious recognizable wide receivers that there were last year. Obviously, there's good ones, but last year it felt like there were stars, and there have been stars in the past. This feel it doesn't feel like this offense is as good, but it totally is. Like this offense is basically scoring uh, roughly the same way it was last year. I mean, I'd take Holloman, Hardman, and Godwin all day long versus any other wide receiver combo. Maybe Henry Ruggs, I'd like him. Uh, or Jerry Judy, he's good too. But um, but yeah, keep, I mean, keep him in Alabama receivers. By the way, <laughs> no, I know. See them. Someday. I know, I know, I know. So I mean, maybe I'm just trying to talk myself into it. But I mean, Holman has come on strong this year, and Hardman, he just kind of does what Hardman does, and he's shown it to be all year. And, and Godwin's kind of pulled back a little bit, but he's always there for a big play. Well, when you sit down and start trying to break down this game, uh, a lot of people are going to get them, themselves tied up in knots. When I say a lot of people, I don't mean Georgia fans or even Alabama fans. I mean, national media has dropped in. Um, one of the things, and I, again, I mentioned this Sunday, that I'm really happy about is that Georgia kind of has had the advantage of flying under the national consciousness mm-hmm. radar this year because we've been a top five team all season, even after losing to LSU. I guess we fall to sixth, right? But nobody's... There's not really outside pressure on Georgia to do anything. People because, have said this about Clemson, too. Right, Clemson, Clemson has also been able, yeah. because Alabama's been such a big presence this right. year. The other side to that is that, in, in, and I don't think this is going to matter to Nick Saban at all, because Nick Saban has um, Butch Jones and, and 14 other Butch Jones lights um, to, to break down game film or whatever it is Butch Jones does besides wash <laughs> Nick's car. But I think you you do have the added benefit of playing as an underdog in this situation and really just saying, well, if we, we go out and play our game and then try something different and lose, well, we're supposed to lose all along, right? You're not really – you're just going out to win a football game. And I'm not saying, you know, quote-unquote, the pressures on Alabama. I mean, Alabama's pressure for breakfast. But, frankly, so do the Georgia Bulldogs. 
And it's, it's funny to think that when you look at this game moving forward, last year, basically this year, another example of last year looking like this year, just like last year, Georgia had its crap game. Had the game where everything <laughs> fall apart, and you're like, okay, maybe this isn't the year. And then they got better after that. and better. Like, Georgia is playing its best football Right now, and that is all you can ask. Which is what you aim for. Yeah, I'm not sure Alabama can say that. I feel like there have been times they were pretty good that second half against Auburn, but they were wobbly against the other. They were wobbly the first half against Auburn. Georgia has not was not wobbly in the first half of its game last week, to say the very least. So um, I certainly think that there's still questions about there's no question there's still questions that Georgia has, but like this is the best they've played all year, and I think that's all you can ask going into the game. Well, and one of the things I talked about before the game last year, uh, or the two things actually. First off, at some point, if Georgia ever is going to be considered to be real, we have to beat Alabama under Nick Saban. This was a big part of our podcast preview in the last Georgia-Alabama. Yep, game. absolutely. It's, even, it, it almost, it's almost better that they went through Alabama. If, like, for example, who did Alabama beat last year? Wisconsin? Who did they beat in the, in the playoff last Clemson. year? Clemson. Clemson. No, that's right. You're right. They beat Clemson. If they would have lost to Clemson and yeah. Georgia would have played yeah. Clemson, obviously it would have been awesome because they might have won the national championship. But still, as you put it, still felt like you didn't beat Alabama, so it's not intelligent. It's not exactly real. Um, the second part about that is that, uh, and we'll get to predictions in a few minutes. I'm not, I'm not scared to play in Alabama. Not like I was in 12 or 15. I'm just not. I'm not. Um, and again, we'll get to predictions in a little bit. But this game doesn't provide existential dread in the way that they did in 15, the way it did in 12. I think that's what Will was getting at in his piece that he put up today. It was almost like he was saying, you people just chill out. It's, it's not like how it was. Be happy about this and, and enjoy listen, it. I, I wrote about this as well. That loss of 15 is one of the saddest things mm-hmm. I've ever seen. In a football oh, my God. Oh. How did you find that link? I thought Sports on Earth was gone. Well, it's still alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, pay, it's just pay, Will's dark web. Just pay GoDaddy. No, just pay it's Go literally Daddy. live. Seven dollars like, a month. Oh, it's live. I, I clicked on it. I read it again. Sports like, there are a lot. Grantland also has its story still up. Yes, like, it's yes. Story stay up just because yeah. the site is yeah. being updated. Well, I mean, not Black Table, yeah. but Black Table's still up. Is it really? Black Table is still up. Absolutely. I to go dig. For oh yeah, there's else. a lot of fun stuff on the Black Table um, that you should not see. Never look at. And <laughs> never bring up until they never show to barstool people. Um, but um, anyway, let me edit that out. No, they do know. They, they know. know. They certainly went after it. Um, anyway, so the point is that you know they um, um, when that happened. I mean, that was that was the psychic break, really, for the Georgia program. Right? That game yeah. was the psychic break. You're saying it broke us. I well, said I think it. Go ahead. Tony. And let's be clear: we can lose the game Saturday in exactly the same way. Yeah, but it will mm-hmm. not be a psychic. It won't break. be the same. It yeah. won't be the same. Like that's exactly right. And uh, I mean, that was it. That was that game made you realize, oh, we're so far. Like, we're so far, and they're not so far now. Even if they lose, even if they get beat in that way, I think everybody understands, including Alabama, that... that It almost felt like we were doing it with smoke and mirrors in 2015. And it felt like Alabama was down, which it turns out (laughs) we weren't. (laughs) It felt that way in 08 also. Well, and and not to pick at that wound too much, I mean, part of the reasoning was that we realized that, you know, here we were three years after the 2012 loss in the SEC championship game. We had had three years to rebuild the roster, three years to get back uh, coaching-wise and otherwise to where we thought we needed to be to compete on that level. And it provided yet another example. We just weren't. You weren't there. Right. You just weren't. 
And after 14 years of Mark Rick, or 15 years of Mark Rick, that was the game that most people realized it wasn't going to happen. And, period. And, and frankly, now that we've seen what happened in last year's Astros Championship game and kind of how this game looks, I think it's more proof than ever that you see just, just how far you were. Right. How far you were away. That's right. Yeah. So when you sit down and start breaking down the actual game, uh, and we'll do our predictions yeah, in a little bit. Yeah. But, oh, by the way, we do have fun office pools this week. We have championship week edition. We also have um, Virginia Tech playing Marshall to please God get bowl eligible. And I hope they don't. They're not going to. Um, by the way, you go ahead and put that down for my mark on uh, on the Marshall. So that Virginia and that Tech. would make Georgia have the longest the longest street because Florida Florida finally did something decent in, in the world. So when you start breaking this down, you know, last week we talked about passive victory for Georgia Tech. And I posited that Georgia Tech had to play. There was a path to victory for Georgia Tech that involved them churning out the clock, eating up a lot of play clock, creating some turnovers, and putting us in, situa- in a situation where we're like the 2015 game, essentially. Well, basically what they did in the third quarter, but at the beginning of the game. Well, in the third quarter against our second and third straight right, defense. Right, right, right. Yes. Um, I... I I will say that Georgia can't play a sloppy football game against Alabama and expect to win. That's crazy talk. The, the days of beating a team like Missouri, for example, um, or losing to LSU by playing that way, those, those days are past. Um, but when you look at the, I mean, you can look at the, the points and say Alabama's so far ahead of Georgia. Uh, when you look at the breakdown of Bill Connolly's, and we'll, I'll have I'll have more a little more on that in a minute. Offensively, we're really close. Defensively, we're fairly close. But, um, you know, special teams is where I have a little bit of a concern. Rodrigo, you're breaking my heart. I got to tell I wanted to bring up Rodrigo. Like, he had a rough game. He had a rough game against Georgia Tech. And well, really, in the last couple of few weeks, there's been well, there's been a couple just the first flaws. The, the, the touchdown returns, it's not on Rodrigo other than he missed the tackle at the 45. Oh, uh, the well, he did not kick the ball all the way out of the end zone. The ball was called two yards deep. But if anybody's catching the ball two yards deep and they try to return it out, Georgia has enough athletes on the field that they should be putting his ass on the dirt on the 15. You could almost see that happening oh, from God, the five-yard line. I mean, there was a wall. Right everybody went to the, the left. They overpursued to the middle. Frankly, they expect the guy to take an E, yeah. and he didn't. And That guy was kind of likable, by the way. They're, they're, oh, yeah. That guy was fun. Yeah. He was very silly. He kept, you know, he kept like, cartoonishly watching the ball go over his head when right. Yeah. I, that, you know he won ACC Special Teams Player of the Week? Well, yeah, because big he, week for, Jer- for for the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, big, big week, week big week. The doink field goal was weird, but okay. I mean, it was a forty-six yarder, right? Let him get it out against Tech, yeah. and be refocused for uh, Bama. Let's not forget Alabama still has kicking problems. Yes. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm putting in the universe. Do I mean, with it what you want, well, Karma. I mean, to, to be fair, if it weren't for hashtag Alabama kickers last year, we wouldn't even oh gotten God, to overtime. Right? Yeah, his name is Papadopoulos. Well, He's still there. I, I mean, if I mean. We'll put if Chad the on. last play doesn't happen, Georgia wins that game because they have a better cricket game. Like, it's literally why they win that game. If, 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 if what was it? I mean, and it's why we won the Rose Bowl, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you count on Rodrigo. You just assume Rodrigo's going to be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be Tony's going to have a talk with him. I don't anything if Rodrigo is not fine. Um, I would like to know that they, my, my, one of my favorite phenomenons of Georgia games, Georgia home games, is when they announce all the players. It's Rodrigo that gets the big, like, he's yeah. bigger than Fromm. It's big. like it's really wild that Rodrigo gets the biggest biggest. Uh, it's hard. To, uh, that's never happening in Alabama. <laughs> um, Nick Papastapathamidas is still there, but 
They went with a guy. They went from a, a guy that's Greek. I assume he's Hungarian. Joseph the Papa Salvas. Oh, no, I think he can't kick anymore because he was that guy that was indicted. No, that's a different guy. That's a different, different guy. Different Papa um, Richard freshman Joseph Bulabas, who replaced uh, Jones. I guess I guess Papa Dapolopoulos graduated. Um, I'm not intentionally butchering the guy's name. I'm just from South Georgia. <laughs> right. Got it. Cannot pronounce Greek names. Um, so, but honestly, I hadn't paid close enough attention to Alabama to know who their actual kicker is. Well, I mean, you don't know who their punter is. I mean, they have a punter. I mean, it's um, kind of it's kind of like if you watched Georgia the past three weeks, you wouldn't know who Jake Kamara is. Well, you bring up a good point. Um, so, the, the difference maker might actually be if we can get some stops and we can create field position advantages on them with the punt game. Now, now, I think we have to do more than simply try to flip the field with our return, punt return game. But we also have to – I am perfectly fine if Jake Camarda has a bunch of 38-yard punts that hang up there for five yards uh, – five seconds, and they down those punts. Because that means there nothing crazy is happening. We know exactly where we're starting uh, defensively. And when I say a bunch, I mean two or three. I don't no, mean, I'm glad I mean seven. I'm glad he finally got some work, by the way. He had like two and a half games off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's wrestling's like. Um, been there. <laughs> right? So <laughs> then we, you know, but when you, when you start looking at, at offense versus defense, Georgia got to do something to figure out a way to keep from upright. I think we're going to have to throw the ball to win. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to run the ball too. But I don't think we're going to be able to just run the ball seven yards a clip like we have all season. Uh, against Alabama's front. Now, rushing-wise, they've been really good with um, efficiency. In other words, keeping you behind the chains. Marginal uh, explosiveness, they had not been great, uh, but they have not been terrible. Uh, but, you know, Georgia should be perfectly fine getting four and a half yards per yeah. carry in this game because, frankly, what you're doing is you're keeping the ball out of the uh, Toa Tonga Boya's uh, Tonga Oh, Voa Lua. Tua. His name's Tua. Tango Vailua. Tonga Vailua. Tonga Vailua. His name is just Tua. Tua. Out of Tua's hands. And, um, which, frankly, what you want to do, right? Um, I'm not saying Georgia has to win the, um, the time of possession game, you know, 40 to 20. Although if we do, we win the ball game. Um, but I, I do think we have to be in a position where we can't be close to 30 30. They, they just score too fast. And yeah, we score fast. I, I grant we do, yeah. but they score really fast. Yeah, and, and that's why this Alabama team is so scary, right? Again, like, like going to the national championship game last year, he had a pretty good idea of what Alabama was going to do. They were going to try to do to Georgia exactly what Georgia was trying to do to Alabama. And what was so revelatory about that game is that Georgia did it better than Alabama. And then we saw the difference in that game. It's the same difference we've seen this entire season. And it's Tua. Like, it's Tua. It's what he's doing. Like, he was brilliant in the second half against Auburn. Like, we have always kind of holding out that hope. That, like, oh, he's going to get – maybe is his knee okay? Is his, his knee appears to be fine. <laughs> it appears to be just fine. And you're going to give him a full strength. And to me, you know, as I kind of wrote in the piece, this is something that – Tua is kind of a black swan event for Alabama. Like, he, he, I mean, it is an unusual thing for Alabama to have – this level of a quarterback. It's an unusual thing for anyone to have this level. Put it this way. If you put Tua on Texas A&M, they're a national title contender. You put Tua on, you put Tua on Auburn, they're, I mean, yeah. Tua is the type of transcendent player that I think could be, make a lot of teams a national championship contender, except he's now he's on Alabama. Frankly, he's Kyler Murray as a sophomore 
but with a better defense. Yeah. And and that's scary. I mean, it's scary. That is what Alabama has that Alabama has not had before, and frankly, is not going to have again because Tua is a generational player. Like he is a different kind of player. We saw we've seen it all year. We've seen him do it's so rare. This has been the joke about Alabama this year. It's like, wow, Alabama is actually kind of fun. To yeah, they're watch. fun to watch. <laughs> and that's weird. That's like an unusual thing. And that's what Georgia is dealing with. And so I don't want Georgia fans to get so discouraged if if this doesn't go the right way because they're like, oh where's there they go doing it again. This is a, a transcendent player on a typical Alabama team, and that's a scary thing. But I feel like Georgia has as good a chance as anyone in the country to beat Alabama. And that may not be saying much. It's possible no one's going to beat Alabama. But I think they have as good a chance as anyone to beat Alabama. And uh, I'll, I'll roll the dice for the way they're playing right now. Well, Bill Conley brought up a uh, interesting stat this morning on the podcast, and played nobody um, podcast. I guess. Yeah. I said podcast twice. But that the, the point differential between one and three, between Georgia and Alabama, is about 3.2 points. The point differential between Georgia and the team behind Georgia, which I think is Oklahoma, think right, um, is 3.4 points. Yeah. So, you know, there is a, a bunch. Of there's, there is a clear delineation between one, two, and three. And the point differential between Oklahoma at four, and I want to say – I think Michigan's still maybe, five. Yeah. No, I want to say maybe. I was trying to think like three, three point three points or whatever the difference yeah. is between Georgia and Oklahoma is like tenth. Yeah. So they're clearly three teams bunched at the top, and Georgia's in that bunch. Yeah. Um. So the sucky part about this, if we win, we're gonna have to play Alabama again. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Well, I mean, if they lose, but <sighs> okay. Let, 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 so can we do scenarios? Yeah, let's do scenarios. Okay, okay. Let's go like, before we make predictions. Here are scenarios. Well, here, here I had them written out for you. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Well, so do you want us to say what happens if each of these things happen? I was going to list teams that win, and, and you tell me who's in. Who's in? Okay. Who's in? All right, let's do that. So I really got two because really there's only two scenarios, I and mean, we okay. could get into a third one if we need to. But Georgia wins. Okay. Clemson wins. Okay. Ohio State wins. Okay. Oklahoma wins. Okay. That puts UGA, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then fighting out for the fourth spot. This is the nightmare scenario. Like, this is what the one that Bama, OSU, and Oklahoma. This is why Georgia's the fly in the ornament, right? The, like, this season that's gone chalk all year. You're right. Th- this is the, Georgia's like the last chance to mess it up. And it would be chaos because Notre Dame is in. Notre Dame is in. Notre Dame is in. But I don't think they're as good as any of those teams that you talked about, but I think they're in. I think it would lose to yeah, literally every single 100%. one of them, but I think they're absolutely in. There's no question. So, so, really, so, so really what well, you're before, saying— Before you debate those three teams, what is the ranking of the three teams that would be in in that scenario? It would be Clemson number one? Yeah. yeah. They, they Georgia would, number two? Notre Dame two. Really? You don't yes. think they would leapfrog? Well, I guess it doesn't matter because really Georgia and Notre Dame would play. Yeah. 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 And then the fourth team—I th- I agree with you, Will. I think it would be Alabama. I think it's Georgia. I think it's Alabama or Oklahoma. Yeah, it's definitely not Ohio State. No, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think I think it's probably. I think last year is really solid proof that if you give Alabama that last spot, it pays off. <laughs> I think it would be hypocritical I mean, there, if you didn't take Alabama. There's a world. There's a world if Georgia beats Alabama badly. Okay, you put Ohio State in. Um, although it's I, hard I, to look, it's hard to squint and look past that. No, you put Oklahoma. You put Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. Yeah, and yeah. Um, 
Okay, go ahead. So here's the other scenario. So we're, we're in agreement that Alabama would probably get in. I mean, it's a debate. I mean, it's 60-40. It would be fun to watch, like that show. It's hard to – I think the, the, pro, the hard part with it is that Oklahoma has a loss. Oklahoma yeah. has a loss on a neutral field. And like the definition of a neutral. But then they turn around and beat the team that beat them. Yeah, but I mean, that said, you have that loss. Alabama never got a chance to avenge their loss. Okay, so here's another scenario. Okay. Georgia loses. Okay. Clemson loses. Okay. Ohio State loses. Okay. And Oklahoma loses. Okay. You've got Bama at number one. Yes, 100%. Clemson at number two. Yeah. No, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, let me start that up. You've got Bama at number one. Yes. Notre Dame at number two. Yes. This is I could make an argument that you put you put Georgia and UCF in. That's what Connolly argued. Connolly argued the only way Central uh, I think it wasn't Connolly, it was uh, it was uh, what's his name? Godfrey? Godfrey. And um, uh, because he didn't realize I forgot about college football, I felt like it was okay to forget his name for just a moment. Um, I completely it, missed that, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I, I, heard, I heard it happen. I missed it. His, and I listen to PAPN all the time. For the record, his series that he did about Mississippi, yeah, uh, yeah. Mississippi State Cruz is amazing. Anyway. It was really good. And uh, uh, So I'm just giving you love because I forgot you because I'm sure you're listening. Um, the point is, is this is a scenario. Is Oklahoma loses? Yes. Ohio State loses? Yes. It almost doesn't matter what Clemson does because you're really looking at that last spot, right? Clemson because Clemson loses, would be in. I think Clemson, if Clemson loses in this scenario, I think Clemson is still in. Let me make the argument that a 12-0 and 0, or 13-0 and 0 UCF is better than Clemson if they lose to Pitt. Because of the ACC? Um, the ACC is not great. Right. So the average rank— I mean, Let's not forget Rick just hammered Pittsburgh last week. The average rank— of S and P rank of the S and, the S and P rank of the average game that UCF played is sixty five point four. The average rank of the team the teams that Clemson played sixty three point one. That's their it. strength of schedule is in the upper seventies. UCF's in the lower nineties. They're still not doing. It. They're still not, they're, they're not putting an undefeated Central Florida no. over over one loss. You don't think so? I don't think so. But. But if you, if you would you put them over a two loss? Well, this is a, well, well, because we can't have two losses. But the, no, no, not Clemson. This, this, this is the question. That's the thing. Is assuming no matter what happens, no matter what happens to Clemson, if this scenario happens, for for the record, I actually don't think there's any way Clemson doesn't get in, even if they lose. Um, I we can debate that. Yeah, but I, that's all. That, that, regardless, their their schedule this year is trashy. But under this scenario, under this scenario, Clemson would I think would still be in. So then you get one spot. So, can, before we do this, so let's assume Washington State was undefeated. Yes. Would you be willing to say that about Washington State instead of Clemson? Over a one-loss Clemson? Yes. Yes, I would say that. An undefeated no, no. Washington if State. Washington State were Clemson, and then they lost the Pac-12 championship. Uh, going into that game undefeated. Going into that game undefeated. Would you be willing to say that about Pac, the Pac-12 champion? I'm not sure. Pac-12 is better than ACC. This I know, year. but I'm I'm just saying it's Central Florida. Like they they they've been they just threw them a bone to put them in ninth. Like they I, haven't lost a game in two years. I'm just and saying they're just not giving them any shots. They're at all. probably going to lose to Memphis because they don't have their quarterback and they yeah, barely beat Memphis. Factors. Well, if, if they lose to Memphis, that solves all yeah. ills, right? Right. But I'm, I'm, this is scenario, here is the scenario where Central Florida gets in or makes its best case. Alabama crushes Georgia. Sure, absolutely crushes Georgia. Oklahoma loses to Texas. Uh-huh. 
Ohio State loses to Northwestern. Uh-huh. If those three things happen, not only do you not have to, not only you have to put Central Florida over three, two lost teams. teams. Including a team that lost twice to their biggest rival. Yeah. Two neutral field losses, yeah. but still. Including Ohio that lost to, eh, by the way, we're all cats this week. <laughs> um, I don't like saying it. I don't like saying it either. I don't, like, to, I don't like damn near beat them last Right? Week. To a bad <laughs> Northwestern team. And then Georgia, who got crushed by Alabama. Yeah. So, How does Ohio State get in? They don't. They don't. Ohio State the only in. way Alabama – Ohio State has to have Alabama beat Georgia and some combination of Clemson and Oklahoma losing. I don't think and UCF I, losing. I don't think – no, I don't think that matters. Oh, I, I think, think they'll jump UCF. I think they need Oklahoma to lose. I think they're next. Think so? I think they're next. I think if Oklahoma loses, Ohio State's in. Oklahoma needs, yeah, they need because listen, yeah. God, it's just ugh. and even then, come on, Pat. is there a scenario that keeps Alabama out? Okay, so that's a, that's that's the theory, right? That's the, that's the first scenario. If yeah, Georgia beats if, Alabama, if they, if they if they house them, yeah, I think it can happen. Or even if it's close, man. Even if it's close, and Oklahoma has been on a nice run. I just don't see any way they let a Oklahoma team that just give how many points to Kansas in over Alabama. I just don't see. And you know, it's funny uh, um, uh, on Solid Verbal uh, podcast, Ann Rubenstein made the argument. He's like, the problem is, stop thinking of Oklahoma having a bad defense. Just think of them as not playing defense. <laughs> like if you think of them, as just yeah, like, that was his point. Yeah. yeah, like if you just think of them like, you know what? It's not that they have a bad defense. They just don't care because they're going to outscore yeah. you. If yeah. you think of them that way, all of a sudden their defense doesn't seem like it's big of a problem. Because they're like, yeah, score. That's okay. We can outscore you no matter what yeah. we do. And um, you know what? I don't know if that's true, but that's a good argument. And you know what? You turn the ball over to us, we're going to beat you bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, I mean, that's what happened yeah. with the West Virginia game, right? I mean, West Virginia played nearly a flawless game. Except they turn the ball over. Right. 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 And so, so for me, this is, this is the scenario where Georgia loses and still gets in. This scenario is A, obviously has to be close. Has to be close. Yeah. Oklahoma and Ohio State. Last year's game. Yeah, last year's game. That's exactly what it was. Last year's game. Not exactly like last year's game, please. Um, But yes, they lose at that level. (laughs) Um, At that level, close to game. Ohio State loses Northwestern. Oklahoma loses. And then you've got the Central Florida argument. I still think a undefeated Central Florida should get over a two-loss Georgia. I think they should. I've said that as a Georgia fan. I don't think Georgia. I don't think Central Florida is better than Georgia. I just don't see. I how think they, they will. I think the national media or the people put I, the screws I, to the committee and put them in. Here's the thing with the committee: the the committee is dedicated to protecting the the, the cash cow that is putting big program, big name programs in that game. Because if you're given a choice between putting Oklahoma, Ohio State, Central Florida in there. I'm sorry. A regional school in Orlando is not getting in. It's just not going to. I have to say, if you are one of those people that would like the playoff to go to eight, <clears throat> I, how about I, this scenario? Like, that, this is the scenario that gets it to eight. Like, the outrage that would happen for, like, Central Florida, who is a school that spends millions of dollars on football and, like, totally has, like, a solid fan base and tries to make this happen, gets shut out two straight years <laughs> to two lost years. And the funny thing is, if we were at eight, we'd be... Playing for a flag that we didn't even have a ceremony for this year. It's weird that they didn't have a ceremony. We only have ceremonies for national championship flags. Well, uh, fine. I'm just saying that that but is it's up. But isn't that it? is yeah, of course it's up. Okay. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. But that's what 
the game Saturday would be about if this were eight for Georgia's end. Yeah. Georgia's end, period. Yeah. If you if you have eight teams, that's why I think scenario. six would be okay. I, I the only problem with six is that it maybe 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 making it six is fine just because you do give an inherent advantage to the top two seeds. But and play those first rounds at home. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I mean, third, I, I'm a proponent of eight. I understand the argument against it. I'm a proponent of eight if just because it seems really weird to me that. Literally two thirds of the sport doesn't even get a chance to. Yeah, play and that—that's the part about it to me. There's literally no other sport on the planet that if you win every single one of your games, you don't even get a chance. To which play is the which is why eventually I think right. the whatever the G five looks like in twenty years or whatever breaks off and does their own yeah. thing, so they can actually play for a trophy. And if it put, and if, if that switches, it'll because like this is the scenario. Yeah, where Georgia. Yeah, where, the, where a two-loss team gets in over a Central Florida team who isn't only undefeated this season, but was undefeated last season. Right. Like that is that's the argument, and also beat an Auburn team that would have been in the playoffs. Playoff uh, although, let's just say, remember, Georgia played the national championship game last year. We're counting last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I, I know, I which know. is which is cool to me to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but that, that that's the scenario that Georgia get that that Georgia loses. And and still has a chance. Yeah. I am going under the assumption that if they lose this game, they're playing in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Which, think, guys, yeah. that'll be it's fun. The Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still laugh when I say that because it's just amazing. <laughs> that could lead us into uh, the next part. Would be uh, bowl projections. Okay, let's do this. Um, to help out. Please call me Doctor Segway. Doctor yes. Segway. Thank you, you very much. Segway School to be called Mister Segway. So the bowl selections, I'm only going over SEC because I'm not going to yeah, go through like – we got 39 bowls. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go through all the ACC uh, potential bowl projections. But it's not likely a set as much as you might think because LSU was a solid New Year's 6 pick, but with their 7 over time loss. Say hello to the Citrus Bowl. They could get dropped out, and if that's the case, then everything else in the SEC is going to drop down a level because Unless of where people are projected. Right, right. Yeah. Unless uh, Georgia and Alabama both get in, then it's set back up. Wow. So um, <laughs> here is some semifinals and bowl picks. Uh, I found them from Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. ESPN. They're reputable. CBS. Mm-hmm. And something called the Action Network. Action. This, is, this is what happens when someone doesn't subscribe to The Athletic. It, they go to the true. Action Network. <laughs> well, the Action Network is all about betting lines. Yeah, okay. Do Fornelli or, or Jerry Palm on CBS. This, yeah. this, yeah. It's more fun because it gives you lines. Okay. So, uh, but here's the, here's the bad news. Last week. Fornelli's an LA homer. Don't do him. Well, last week, last week I was going to do it from the projections last week, and now a bunch of teams lost. And the Action Network is smart. They make you download their app in order to get all of them. So I only got the top. Anyway, I wasn't going to download their app. So. Let's just start with the Action Network. <laughs> um, the college football playoff semifinal, they don't really specify a bowl. It's good. They, they predict uh, Bama versus Ohio State. That, that will be and then final, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so my question to you would be, what would the spread be of Bama versus Ohio State? I'd, I'd say I think 20. I'm um, thinking closer to 16. I got it. It's, it's what? Georgia's 13, right? Yeah. Well, it, has, it, it opened, opened at 11. And now it's 13? Yeah. yeah. That would open it. Uh, if that opened at 16, it would end at 20. Well, they've got it here at 13 and a half. No freaking that way. That feels low. No, no freaking way. Um, if Georgia plays, I would. This is kind of the funny thing about last year, right? If Alabama had not. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. If Alabama had not been the team that was chosen that fourth spot 
I remember we all said, right? watched it. We all didn't know. Could have yeah. been Ohio I State. think Georgia's national championship. Sure. Oh, yeah. Same way, same way back in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That game is. So, we've no. completed that pass or not completed that pass. And I think that's part of the thing about this game, right? Is yeah. If Georgia wins, it feels like, oh, they're going to get Notre Dame. Right. In the second game, and they'll freaking crush Notre Dame. <laughs> and, and then maybe Alabama gets in, or maybe they don't. Like, it feels like, again, it's always Alabama. It always is. It's always Alabama. Yeah. Um, they've got Georgia pegged for the Sugar Bowl versus Oklahoma. What do you think the spread of that would so be? They don't think Oklahoma's going to make the playoffs. They picked Ohio so State. So this is the action network. Oh, yeah. I, so, so they're assuming Oklahoma loses to Texas, but Ohio State beats Northwestern. That's um, I reckon Georgia will be a two-point favorite. I would put them at three, three and a half. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, LSU versus uh, UCF in the Fiesta. They still have LSU up there. It's not happening. What do I you mean, think the spread would be? Um, give me UCF and three. Give me LSU two. LSU seven. Wow. What? Come on. No chance. Uh, Peach Bowl, and this is the last one. Uh, Peach Bowl would be Florida, Florida Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Uh, they're probably going to give Penn State about five points. I give Penn State two. Florida minus one. Oh, come on. Are you serious? This is crazy. Uh, that's why I didn't download their Don't app. Go to Action Network. Okay. All right. So now, but this is a different yeah. question, though. Are you talking bowls? Now you're talking the others. Yeah, I'm bowls? talking. Okay, talk, yeah, Sports Illustrated. I'll go yeah, through it quickly. Let's not use Action Network again. It was fun because they had spreads. Yeah. Um, we can make up spreads. They did. Okay. It's like Patty Power or whatever <laughs> those sites are. All right. Uh, Sports Illustrated has uh, Bama versus have you Oklahoma. In browser history. What are you doing? <laughs> What's that? Bama versus Oklahoma. Yeah. That, sounds uh, like, that feels like the most likely scenario. Like yeah. we're all agreeing that looks that's like a, scenario. That's a, that would be a one-four matchup, yeah. yeah. And then Notre Dame, like that's yeah. that's what we're probably looking at. If Georgia loses this game, that's almost certainly. In fact, I'll just go across the board. ESPN has Bama, Oklahoma, yeah. and uh, CBS has Bama, Ohio State. So, so they, people really think Oklahoma's going to lose to Texas. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess. Sports Illustrated has uh, Georgia, Texas, and the Sugar. Okay. Uh, ESPN hey, also. Guys, guys, what time is it in Texas? Ten to nine. Ten to nine. <laughs> ESPN also predicts Georgia, Texas, and then CBS says Georgia, Oklahoma. It's either going to if Georgia loses and they don't get somehow in, it's going to be. It doesn't matter. It's Sugar Bowl. Oh no, no, I'm saying it's going to be either the it's going to be the loser or whoever doesn't get in uh, from the Big Twelve Championship. We discussed this before the podcast. Who would you? I don't want to play Oklahoma. Either. I'd rather I play wanna, Texas. I want to remember last. Year's I know they're game. on the schedule, but Tony's going to be yeah. collecting his AARP by the like, time they play. I want to remember last year's game as. Yeah. It's thing. It's like a special I, thing. Yeah. I didn't want the Cardinals to play the Rangers the next season after the 2011 series. Like, I want. Did they? They did not. Oh, okay. And I don't want the. Like, I don't want. I want that thing. It was an incredible matchup and a special thing. Was that when the Rangers thing. were one strike away? Twice. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Cardinals Devil Man. Other predictions? ESPN's got LSU, Michigan, and the Fiesta. CBS has Florida, UCF, and the Fiesta. I just don't see LSU making. I don't either. A New Year's six. I mean, I guess it depends on who wins, who loses. But that's a that's a stretch, man. A lot of these. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these because a lot of them are kind of boring matchups. The only things that stand out to me would be, um, I think, Belk, South Carolina, Duke. That's kind of fitting for uh, Muschamp. That feels like a Belk bowl game. Well, um, Muschamp is Mister Belk. Here's here's where all three have Vanderbilt since okay. they're now bowl eligible. Birmingham they won Bowl McGiddon. Birmingham. Sports Illustrated has a Birmingham Bowl versus Memphis. Okay. ESPN has Vanderbilt in the Tax Slayer Bowl versus Wisconsin. Ooh. CBS has Vanderbilt facing Pitt in the Belk Bowl. That's a long way to fall for Pitt. Although they'll play two times in a row. That ACC championship game's in 
um, Bank of America, whatever yeah. that field is, right? This, How- is the, this is the dirty secret of all the championship games this week. Yeah, this week we do the, the pools. The only really good one is Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's actually the only one that would, that a close game or, a, or the lower seeded team winning would not be a truly flabbergasting upset. How cool would this be if um, ESPN has predicted Auburn versus Baylor in the Texas Bowl? Stidham started his career at Baylor. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, it is also great to see two universities representing the absolute best of the collegiate I mean, experience. Just then you see Baylor and Auburn pure, <laughs> just pure. Yeah. You feel like student athletes amateur, are really student athletes. Student athletes are really the best of what the, it is about college. Stage. There's one bowl proje- projection of an SEC Pac-12 game. Okay. And the Peach Bowl, LSU versus Washington State. <laughs> oh my god two, Imagine the coaches two press conference of the Two coaches They're just amazing Just throwing down this by the way what, Not that Georgia's going to lose But what the Sugar Bowl is New, Year, is New Year's Day right? It's the 29th It's 29th so it's after yes. is it the No no it's New Year's Day You're right I'm sorry Semis are before right. Yeah the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl are always the first Right Right so and I'm, I'm, we're we're going to the Sugar Bowl if we go there because that's yeah. worth remembering that the twenty December 29th it's not January first like it was last year it's December 29th when those playoff games are also I will I, I think I missed it before I will be at the national championship game this year no matter who is there I've already been the are two, you covering it or I'll just, just be there for New York Magazine yeah, I'll be, I'll be okay good 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 and uh, so, so you're going out yeah I'll be out there I have a, I have an Airbnb by the way awesome so Georgia makes it uh, everybody pack into the believe in <laughs> dude. Don't make an offer you can't yeah. fulfill. Uh, for the record, you can all crash on the floor of my my Airbnb is made for one person. But if you guys need as many people as you need, come on. I don't think it's going to be a big problem if that happens because I don't think because Santa Clara is not. You know how me, Wayne, and Tiffany travel, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean Santa Clara is not a major destination in the way that some of these places. Are. I mean, Wayne and Tiffany stayed at Airbnb yes. in passing. Well, actually, I don't think they were in Orange County or something. I don't know. Yeah, they were but way out there. They were way out. All right, so we're going to jump into quick podcast reviews. I've awesome. neglected them for a couple of weeks. We've got four. Um, we're going to go back to November 8th. Uh, a guy named Padu, P-A-D-O, left a five-star review, says, My favorite podcast. I just discovered WSLS this season about halfway through the year and find it to be fair-minded. Granted, I'm a full-on Georgia fan. The format works well, and it's freewheeling enough to have the feel of spontaneity throughout. Dare I say that as Get the Picture, it is to blogs. Yeah, that's, I'm as a big fan of Get the Picture. That's high it. praise. I didn't finish it. WSLS is to podcasts. Still high praise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, Pa. Uh, okay, another five-star review. Zach from Augusta wrote in on November 12th. Great Georgia football podcast. Five-star review. Really enjoyed this show. It is the closest podcast to sitting around with friends and talking Bulldog football. It is now my weekly routine to listen to both the post-game and pre-game shows. Keep up the good work, guys. That's good. That's awesome. That's Thank nice. you. Another five-star review from Audio Fix. Hey, you that, fix. Did that take the place of Radio Shack? No. November 15th? I don't know. Just making that up. Uh, great Homer. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read the title. Doing a real fine job, just like Carney Norris and Donnie McMickens in them. Do you know what that is? I don't know. Reference to? No. Doing a real fine job, just like Carney Norris and Donnie McMickens in them. I literally don't know what these are. Great Homer podcast, just like hanging out with a bunch of fun, knowledgeable, reasonable fans at the tailgate. You get opinions, some inside scoop, 
and some history lessons along the way. I've been a dog football fan since the 1980s, despite growing up just 15 miles from Lexington, Kentucky. I'd love in the summer when there's more time for you to do some of the dog history stuff like Scott did on Irk Russell. One of my favorite segments of that is Tony saying, y'all, we're going to the Rose Bowl like it was a Red Ryder BB gun. (laughs) Not having grown up. Which is great because I saw a Christmas story at Throwback Cinema this week. First oh, time did, you? I, did you go? First time I've I, seen it in the theater since 1983. I love going to Throwback Cinema. It's, it's one of my favorites. We did E.T. last year. Everything changed. I've year. seen five of those movies that are now the, the oh, throwback. They yeah, did Christmas Vacation, Die Hard, um, Elf. What did I miss? They did, oh, God, I, they did Godfather last uh, Yeah, last I'm so it. mad it I missed it. Um, they're doing, uh, for the record, in, in outside Throwback Cinema, uh, Schindler's List, which I think is one of the greatest films of all time, is getting a 25th year uh, re-release this December. So go see Schindler's List. It's pretty great. I'm ashamed to say I've not seen that in the theater. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite an experience. I'm going. Yeah. It's quite an experience. That's not even a Throwback Cinema. Sorry. It's actually like By the way, I look up Donnie McMickens. He, is, he was a senior running back sparingly used and who started the first game of the season and then Herschel Walker replaced. Oh. Yeah, I think it's a quote from Vince Dooley yeah. back in the early 80s. In the 80s, in um, 1980. Have we talked about how Fraser Hudson didn't get in on uh, But Willie Erdman did. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. We're not done with his review. Okay. Not having grown up in Athens, that was the intermission. He, he intermission. grew up in Lexington. Near Lexington. Yeah. Tell not, me I don't listen. Not, <laughs> not having grown up in Athens and having seen the dogs outside of Sanford more than inside, it was years before I was familiar with DGD and GATA and a lot of other traditions and chants. Appreciate Scott, Tony, and Will's different perspectives. Tony, please explain the title of the comment to Will, and if Will knows that reference, then mad props to him. What's the... the? Signed, Sam Brockington. Wait a minute, what's the title? I don't remember now. Doing a real fine job, just like Carney Norris and Donnie McMickens in them. Okay, so I did remember Carney Norris was a starter for Georgia in 1980, Um, so I have to assume that was a quote by Vinny D., Back Talking about how good Herschel's doing. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And them. That yeah, was Herschel. And them. Um, they made sure Herschel did a good job of keeping his promises. Okay. Um, then we get a, the, final, the final review. <laughs> All right. So a three star review. Three star? Uh, this is probably my fault. <laughs> I was assuming any, any bad review. Can you predict is what this? My fault. Can you predict this what my, this review is going to say? My own neuroses coming up. But I always assume that any bad review that we get is because of me personally. Three stars and bad review. I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't read this that's guy. a good recruit for Georgia basketball. <laughs> Some great football discussion, uh-huh. comma, comma, but with politics. Yeah, well, right, 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 right. Sorry, yes, <laughs> yes, that's yes. the title. Yeah. Well, if you don't like our politics, it's, what's Okay, I'll read it. The fo- Remember, when people say they don't want you to talk about politics, what they, they mean They just mean, is, unless you agree with me. Unless you agree with me, yeah, which yeah. I totally want you to. Okay. With the exception of Hayberto, who I think actually has called out this specifically in the past. And I think that's, I want to give a little love to Hayberto because he's specifically refuted that claim in the past. And I, I don't want to refute, I don't want to. So this is from UGA Darnell. This came in shortly after the election. Um, oh, okay. weird, huh? So. Funny how that works. The football discussion is fun. These guys know a good bit about football, and they seem to have fun for the most part. But I could do without the political talk. I couldn't care less who you voted for in the Georgia governor's race, and I don't care. Wait, wait, wait. he could or couldn't? Couldn't. Come on, I'll I'll give him that. Yeah, no, that's that's how you say it. I couldn't care less. Even if he's wrong, it's... No, it is. It's correct. Okay. It's correct. And I don't care what you think of our current president. I want to hear about football, and I want fun anecdotes and jokes. But suddenly, going into an angry political rant isn't fun. 
I come to podcasts like this to escape idiocy, like people who won't shut up about politics. Mm. I'll give this podcast a try a little longer, but won't be sticking around if the podcast continues to stray into political talk. Can I can I address this first? Please, please do. Please do. Okay. Um, I think you are actually the right person to address this. Yeah. So, look, UGA Darnell, I don't talk about politics. I'm, I'm very openly politically agnostic. The only thing I take issue with here are really... You know, you can say and have your opinions. I'm c- completely fine with your opinions, but won't be sticking around if the podcast continues to stray in political talk. Political talk comes up once every four podcasts, and it also comes up. I guarantee you, this is the preview show for Bama, Georgia, and the SEC. We were not ta- thinking about talking about yeah. politics I mean, on this. Literally, the election. <laughs> it, yeah. So, to be fair, I do a podcast with two gentlemen who have political views. I have political views. They are well read in their political knowledge, and they have the right to say. <laughs> well, the, in, in, here's my opinion. Okay, bottom line: mm-hmm. I don't like talking about politics. I don't read about politics. In fact, I had a tweet that was favored like 40 times because I said I unfollowed a bunch of political people on Twitter, and I'm really enjoying it. And other people felt the same way I did. However, I would never stop Will or Tony from speaking their mind, especially the way we go down rabbit trails. We don't start a podcast saying like, hey, this is going to get political today. And I'm like, okay. Or or we're like, don't worry, we won't talk about politics today. Right. Like, sorry, but like, you're talking to three people. The whole point of this podcast is that we're just talking. So the idea that like, oh, well, we must shine this this, this piece into a very happy little diamond that we hand to you personally that is exactly crafted just for you so you can have it. Like this is the whole point of this is I'm going to say dumb shit. Sometimes. I can believe that. Yeah. I'm going to say dumb shit sometimes. Again. Yeah. Not that I would say time <laughs> again. But I would say, I'm going to say some dumb stuff sometimes. And Tony's going to say some dumb stuff sometimes. And Scott's going to say some dumb stuff Time again. And that, that's kind of the fun of it, right? Right. So the idea that like, oh, well, I love listening to these three guys talk about what's on their mind and what they're thinking. As long as they don't cross this line of stuff that I personally, like, sorry, pal. Like, this is what we do here. And, and I get it. I get it. I've said this before. I absolutely understand the idea of, to briefly get to my own politics, of looking around the terrifying world we live in and wanting to just go watch a sporting event and get the hell away from it. I totally understand that. I am sympathetic to it. And listen, uh, if we go to a sports bar and if if someone brings up politics to me, if I'm in a sports bar watching a Georgia game, I'm going to ask you to shut up. Right. Even if you're on my side. Right. Like, I I get it. I get it. But the whole point of this podcast is that we are three people who have all sorts of thoughts about all sorts of things, just bullshitting. Yeah. And the idea that like, oh, well, let's be careful because we might upset someone and get a three-star review, to me, seems to go against the very nature of the whole thing. The one thing I would say to that is I'm really glad you listened. I'm really shocked that Scott even records this because this is me and my buddies drinking bourbon and talking about stuff. And, you know, because of the world we live in, sometimes politics affects what we do. So. For what it's worth, it was also literally not only an election, but like a particularly contentious election and, in this and particular interesting state. time. And in I also history. put it at the end of the show after the outro. Yeah. So, so okay. yeah. All right. But thank yes. you for listening. Yes. Thank Do you not for listening. Give up on us. Look, we, we will continue to talk about football. And occasionally politics come like up. Scott and Tony and just hate the Yankees. It's fun. <laughs> All right, but thank you for your comment, and thanks for listening. On to one question that we got. This came through our website, and I'm, I'm honored to read it. I really am. Oh, okay. All right. A guy named Spencer Hudson wrote on our website, and I emailed him back today. 
he said, last week against Auburn, Alabama's defense actually did give up some points. Do you think it was a bad night by Bama? Or do we, in fact, have some hope? Now, hold on. That's not the reason why I'm excited to read this. He signed it. Support from a U.S. Army military base in Wiesbaden, Germany. Oh, awesome. Thank so you. Thank you for we have service. a guy over in Germany serving the country and loves our podcast. So uh, I responded to Spencer on, uh, on email. It didn't really answer his question. I wanted him to listen to the show. So in honor of, um, I don't know what his rank is, but an Army he guy. Didn't list his rank. He, didn't list his rank. he did not list his rank, but uh, I salute you. My dad was in the Air Force. I grew up an Air Force brat, and I've been to the bases in Wiesbaden and Landstuhl and Kaiserslautern. You have? Oh, yeah. I That's spent awesome. the night in a hospital in Landstuhl, Germany. We can get into that later. Um, That's awesome. what, what did you did? How old were you? I was, uh, what, 23, yeah, 24? Oh, yeah. There's my, a story there. Yeah. That's yeah. off-season yeah. podcast. off-season podcast. Make a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, I, I actually have a... Um, you're foreshadowing a little bit of what I'm going to do when I talk about what I think is going to happen in this game. So okay, let's just leave it okay. at that. Put a pin in it. Put, Put a pin in it. it. Thank you for the email. That's a fantastic email. And I also hope that you get to watch this game or at least get to, if not watch it. Well, they're six hours ahead. Well, so. it really just depends on if he's on a base. Like It just depends on your yeah. they've got available to them over there. But uh, Please uh, keep uh, reach out again to us, My Spencer. father is a fellow Air Force man, so uh, we are all in the My same dad, place. too. We were, I, we were all. I'm not an Air Force brat. Like no, no, no. I didn't no, get no, moved no, around. No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but my dad got activated during yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, all he three. Just, all, my wife is the exact same way, and yeah. uh, all three of us are uh, sons of Air Force dudes. Yep. That's Amen. awesome. How do we get this far into the podcast? And we just found that before out. Before we just found that all three. Of us okay, okay, okay. One, my two. Dad's been time at rank. How about how about this? On three, we'll list our dad's retirement rank and see who outranks who. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Staff Lieutenant Colonel. President uh, of the United States. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, not podcast. Have not I said pre- too much? Not, not politics. Have I said too much? Not poli- no politics. Does this understand maybe why some of my comes from? Uh, <laughs> my dad actually worked. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah. cool that your dad was lieutenant colonel. Lieutenant yeah. colonel. That is, yeah, that's, that's he was jag then. He was a jag. I have oh. to say, my, my, I think my father would love to talk to your father. Oh, yeah, yes. my dad doesn't like your dad at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> he really enjoyed that conversation. All right, so um, the last runs the military seat, <laughs> The last thing that we're going to do before we get in our predictions, we're almost at prediction time we're because we're going to do some office polls. I have to, okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say because I have to leave. Yeah, but, I'm going to go. Bye, bye, bye. Um, so real quick, in episode 142, I wanted to give our predictions before the season. Tony and I'm just going to get into it real quick. And I actually hand wrote this down to get the quote right. Tony said that his floor for Georgia was nine and three. Perfect would be 12 and 0, obviously. And he says, quote, I can't get past the thought that there is a game out there where we just don't do what we need to do. I don't know if it's versus Auburn or at Columbia or against LSU. He goes on to say, I feel like we make the SEC championship game at 11 and 1. I think Alabama is going to be good enough. I think they'll be down. Let's beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. It just feels like 11 and 1 is the right place to be. Wow. Boy. That's okay. pretty good. Okay. Why even bother having him on the show anymore if he's going to be that wrong? Dude, Will, don't get in the way of my drinking time. <laughs> Will said, this feels like a small step back year. This feels like two losses. You still win the SEC East, but you lose in the SEC championship game. 10-2 and two to who? Probably Alabama, and then go play in the Sugar Bowl. So, yeah. So, I was, I was, one, I was one loss off. Right. And so, what I said, I said, a lot of people worried about our game at South Carolina. I think you said, like, so little Kirby Smarts. <laughs> uh, and at LSU, I said, I'm more concerned about the game at Columbia, Missouri, and the game at Lexington. I think Georgia's going to struggle, 
those will be the two closest victories they have this season. Yes, I'm predicting the dogs to go undefeated 12 and 0 with some hair-raising moments on the road. That never happened. Well, the Missouri game was very I and mean, then it I was s- annoying. I don't know if it was hair. Yeah, it was and then and then I went off the rails. I said they will face something weird's going to happen here. UGA beats Mississippi State for the SEC championship oh, game. Okay, well, yeah. you were doing fine. <laughs> you did great up until then. It's worth remembering that, like before the year, the assumption was not only that LSU was going to be bad, but Orgeron was going to be gone mid-season. That's oh, I hope they give him extension. Yeah. All right, let's do fun good. office pools real quick, really quickly, quickly. Where? Quickly. I, I, I rank 116th. Yeah. It's amazing. So, by the yeah, so Will right now is ahead of me by a few points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife is actually like immediately behind me. And we'll go over all and, the final standings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get to that next week. But, all right. Um, nine games in here. So, okay, good. Quickly. So, we're going to start on the Friday night game Utah at Washington for the Pac 12. I just don't see Utah pulling this off. Yeah. I mean, this is most, I mean, there's going to be like 20,000 people at this point. <laughs> no one's going to this game. Uh, this will be the last game there, the college game until the national championship game, uh, which I hope will be a sellout. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is Washington's a better team, but this feels like the type of year where Utah wins the Pac 12 and everybody yawns and gets irritated. So I'm picking Utah. I've already picked. I've already picked Washington. Oh, okay. You dub for me as well. Um, the I want to please keep my bowl streak alive. Marshall was hired to come play Virginia Tech. I've already picked this one. You got Thunder Marshall. Heard. Yeah, I, I think Virginia Tech as well. I'm going to take Marshall. Um, all right, the Red River Shootout times two down in Dallas, I guess. It's the Big 12 championship with only 10 teams. Yeah. (laughs) It's so confusing. It is so weird that, like, you just have the championship be like, oh, we're finished first and second. Let's just have them play. (laughs) Texas, Oklahoma. I think this feels – it feels like Oklahoma didn't quite take that first game. It's a shootout, but, like, it feels like a game they should have won and just kind of faltered. Mm -hmm. This feels like a game that, like, they stomp. Like, this feels – this is their revenge tour game. I think they win this game by a lot. Yeah, it's really hard to squint and see a way for Texas to win this game. Texas playing better, um, but they had all the breaks in that first game, man. That that was a crazy. I mean, it was yeah. just a crazy game. And we, you know, when you sit back and look at what Texas can do, um, it's just it's just really hard to see them. It's hard to see them winning this game. I mean, they won that game. They were eight percent post game win expectancy yeah. against Oklahoma. I just don't see them winning. Yeah, Texas has scored 48 points combined in their last two games. Oklahoma scored 59 against West Virginia, 55 against Kansas, and 48 against Oklahoma State. As much as I'd like to see Texas win this game, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. Yeah. All right, uh, the Blazers go to Middle Tennessee State. Why do we care about this? Well, first off, we played Middle Tennessee State. Oh, okay. Second off, it's the Conference USA Championship. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with uh, UAB just because they're new again, kind of, sort of. I'm going to pick UAB because... It's hard to, to beat the same team twice in a row. The UAB winning the, that conference would be pretty awesome. Oh, wait, they played last week. They did. That's amazing. Right? And they lost. <laughs> right? Wow. I need to pay attention to Conference USA more. I thought this was Conference USA when I saw Memphis, but it's the <laughs> AAC. <laughs> Memphis and UCF. And they play in Orlando, what home of the game? 2017 National Champions. What time is this game? <laughs> Thank you for that. 3.30? Yeah, same time we're playing. Okay. No, we play at four. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, general time. All right. Memphis, listen, Bill Connolly has been honking on Memphis all year. Like He has them as a top 15 team. Sorry, SMB Plus has them a top 15 team. Bill Connolly often has to answer for SMB Plus. 
I think this game is closer than you think, and I think that's the and Central Florida is without their quarterback. I'm picking Memphis. I'm going all in. We we solved this problem. We solved this problem by Central Florida without their quarterback losing to a team that's better than people realize. I'm taking Memphis. I too am taking Memphis. Look at us. I'm, I really want Memphis to win. Yes, I'm going to take them. Uh, Fresno State at Boise State. They've played once this year as well. So this this season's been a crazy season in the WAC, right? Boise State started out losing a couple of games they had no business losing. Fresno State was the darling of the G5 early, I mean, along with UCF. Um, this game has all the potential to be very pointsy. I'm going to pick the Bulldogs just because of the name, but, <laughs> I mean, anything can happen. Uh, it's going back to SMB Plus. I think they have Fresno State 10 or 11 in the country. Yep. Uh, but Boise State was around there earlier this year and stepped back has now come back. I'm taking Boise State. I'm going to take the Broncos. Yeah, that's what they are. And they play on, they're playing at the blue turf, so you got to take them. Love the blue turf. All right. Uh, Clemson and Pittsburgh, where are they playing this? Uh, Bank, Bank of America Stadium. Mm-hmm. Jerry Richardson. Clemson's a 26 and a half point favorite. Yeah, I got to pick Clemson. It's such a bummer, man. This would be such a fun. Like, this would be fun with. Even, Although Pittsburgh got them last year. I know. But even Pittsburgh, like, there's just. I feel like there's more fun teams even from that side of the conference that they can play. I mean, 2018 has been totally bereft of like. So maybe it's time. What? Yeah. We'll I let mean, Georgia do that. That could happen Saturday. Yeah. And this would be one of the games where it would be. I would want to do it except Miami. Miami. With his had all of his problems this year, just freaking crushed. They, they figured out they figured out so, the quarterback thing. Yeah, so, so I think I, I I can't I can't even. What time is this game? Eight. I love asking these questions. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> even though I'm a military brat, <laughs> I, love, I can't I love tell a military. Face. My favorite part is looking on his face. <laughs> Let me know when you're gonna do that. I'll take a picture. <laughs> all right, uh, Northwestern and Ohio State. Where do they play this? Go Cats. No, no, no. Lucas Oil. Oh, Lucas. Oh, Indy. Go Cats. Um, I just you gotta pick Ohio State. This feels like a game that Ohio State wins closer than you want them to. This is what Northwestern does, right? They keep good teams close and yeah, with lose, an arms reach, and then lose to Akron and almost like they seriously should have lost to Illinois last week. Like Illinois had the game tying touchdown in the last two minutes to beat them at Northwestern. So it's hard to imagine Northwestern giving Ohio State a game, but that's what they do. I still think Ohio State, but I think it's closer than people think. Yeah, okay. I'll take him too. I don't really care about the Big Ten, just for the record. Mm -hmm. I don't like the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. I like Illinois. I don't like the Big Ten. Lovey Smith, contract extension. Hey, good for him. Smart play. All right, so the game at hand, it's the rematch 11 months later for something different. In the same place? Uh, yeah, in the same place. My favorite stat, my favorite factor that you brought up last week was the fact that they played Auburn three times at three different stadiums in the same calendar year. That's really now, cool. Yeah, like the, now that now you are playing Alabama in the game that will live forever less than 11 months later. It's yeah. absolutely wild. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You go first? I'll go first. Tony, you go last. I'll go last. I have had, uh, this is the third time on this podcast that I have been put in the situation of making a prediction between the Alabama and Georgia. And each time I have picked Alabama, uh, I see, I think this game is closer than I think that line seems high. This does not feel like a game where Alabama runs away with it. Uh, And it feels like a game that, frankly, Georgia might have a couple little tricks up their sleeve. Um, I like the way Georgia is set up. I feel like if this is a game where Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for Alabama, 
I would pick Georgia to win, but he's not the quarterback for Bama. It is Tua. So I have a hard time picking anyone other than Alabama for the third straight time. Someday I'm going to pick Georgia to be an Alabama team. It is not today. I am picking Alabama 31, Georgia 21. Well, this is the fifth time Georgia and Alabama have played since the last time they played in Tuscaloosa, which is kind of strange to me because 2007, 2007 they played Georgia, uh, played in Tuscaloosa. It was Matthew Stafford to Mikey Henderson. Wait, uh, Georgia beat Alabama? They did. Sounds made, sounds I know. Made I know. And That's since the Britney then, Spears game, right? That's the, yeah, that, that is the Britney Spears game. And since then, you know what else hasn't happened since 2007? Yes, I'm getting into uniform talk. Uh, Georgia has not worn white jerseys against Alabama. Georgia will be wearing white jerseys because Alabama is the higher-ranked team. Is that how it works? I'm, I'm going to stop you there. I think we wear red because we're the home team. Wait, why are they the home team? Somebody Google. We need to find out. All right. What is Georgia? I'm, I'm asking, is Georgia listed as the home team? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait a minute. No, you're right. Yeah, Georgia wore red last year because De- I can picture DeAndre running. And but, but why did they wear red? But I think they, they switch east-west. But that was the national championship game. Yeah, that doesn't Georgia, matter. Which Georgia was the higher seed, maybe we remember. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia was the higher seed in the national championship game. I think we've forgotten that. But. That's right. <laughs> I don't forget that. Uh, One of my favorite things that, to listen to podcast people do when I listen to podcasts is a moment where the people doing the podcast are researching something that the person listening knows the answer to. So they end up yeah, yelling. I hope, I hope you're back, yelling yeah, at your phone. They're, they're, they're yelling. That's one of my favorite things. Homeway designation. East and even number of years. So we're wearing red. Yeah. So they're not wearing white. Okay. Well, that ruins my... Uh... <laughs> I'm glad you caught me before I went off the rails. What? His face fell. I'm not going to edit that either. That's uh, So, dear listeners, this will be the fifth time that Georgia has not worn white. If, you can, if anybody can text Kirby or the equipment people and see if they can arrange something uh, to get them in white jerseys because they've worn black once and red, this will be, uh, I guess, the, other, the fourth time. I am all befuddled now. Um, I was going to pick Georgia to win in white jerseys, but... I never picked Georgia to lose, so I'm going to pick Georgia to win. It's going to be a nail-biter. Um, let's pick it to be, I'll go with Will, 31-28, but this time it's going to be the dogs. All right, Tony, let's hear it. I'm ready. I'm excited for this. So, um, as I stated earlier, I thought all along it has to be Alabama, if we're ever going to shake whatever it is. Um, when this comes down to me, I, I, I have frequently stated I'm a big fan of Bill Conley's stats. When you sit down and look at the stats, Georgia and Alabama are so evenly matched, so crazy evenly matched. Um, Scott brought up earlier, um, you know, Alabama was tied at halftime with Citadel. Um, that game last week looked close at halftime. Um, what Georgia has to do is capture that wide in the bottle and keep it up in the second half because Alabama has just absolutely turned it on in the second half. Georgia, Which also happened last year. Right, 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 right. What Georgia's done in the second half against teams is taking the foot off the gas. So what happens if Georgia's in a situation where they have to play the full game? Right? You, it's what you saw against Kentucky or, um, I don't know. South Carolina. South Carolina. Look, we, we, frankly, we could have named the score last yeah. week. No, Georgia Tech and Alabama are two different mm-hmm. animals. 
Um, no, I would like to see Tua run the triple option. Be, <laughs> uh, it would be amazing. Um, so I, I'm not as confident of my friend as Corey, who is texting me like, Two touchdown win, put in the bank. I'm a double. I'm a double dog. Um, right, like two, two touchdown win. I am never. I'm going straight to wherever it is we're going. Orange oh, Bowl, yeah. I guess. Um, wow. Um, what comes down to me is that Alabama's offense has just been out of this world. Um, I, where I think if if Georgia's going to win, if Georgia's going to win, we have to do the special teams. I just don't think we do. I think it's a 34-31 game, another instant classic, which creates some interesting conversations if somehow things fall fall the right way. I just It's hard for me to look at this game and think we can win it, uh, considering all that Alabama brings to the table offensively. I mean, could this game be 55-51? Sure. I think it could be. I don't think so. I just don't think it will be. So give me 35-31. Alabama. Okay. So Scott needs to go take his kid to basketball. Yeah, I know. So to be coached by your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right? One of them. One out of two. One of my wives. (laughs) (laughs) One out of two of my children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The guys that you heard talking on the end of the podcast, the post game podcast, (laughs) JT and W, they have basketball practice. Well, I would like to say one last time, uh, I had an. Absolute time meeting everyone after that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was Thank like, y'all. I, the more I think about, it, the more like I, I I'll be very short, Scott. But like you know, I I work in a field where occasionally you meet people in real life that you've been online, and I, that situation that you talked about that was uncomfortable for you. I'm very used to that situation. And it was it was weird, right? Yeah. I mean, it was no, great. in a good way. It was great. It was just like this guy's looking at me like he knows. For me. what it's worth, this is literally how I met Tony. Mm-hmm. Like I like I met you because uh, Scott because you were friends your your wife is friends with my wife but I met Tony because he was a guy online that I met yeah. this is not unusual I did not stalk him yeah can we talk about that in an off season podcast yeah, sure. it, was, it was a rest stop off the New Jersey turn when Tony yeah, met Will was, uh, swipe right on was a, but, grinder, but for but. me like I'm very comfortable I don't find it strange at all to meet people that you've been like because I'm just this is literally what I've been doing in my career for 15 years it still gives you a great smile though it's awesome like that's what I mean it's like that's what was unusual and not, sometimes it's weird it is weird sometimes it was not weird this time right? well not weird awesome. in a bad way just like different. oh yeah even when it's weird it's like fine it's great yeah. but this wasn't even weird in that way this right. was like it was just, weird in an awesome way it was just it was just comfortable awesome people I, I think the awesome word that things. came from my mind was humbling I was completely humbled, humbled. by it. Yeah, that's great. That's you know? a great word. So I always feel like every time someone says humbled, they, what they're really saying is that, like, that made me feel really good and powerful and strong. No. And I'm saying humbled so I don't look like I have a big head. No. It's awesome when No, I mean, you know what? Now that you've said that, I can see how people would come across that way. But to me, that's I mean, I'm, I'm new it? to this. That's not yeah. how you meant it, Scott? Okay. No. I'm sorry. Not at no, all. That's just me. When I say humbled, that's how I mean Okay. Just me. Right. Yeah, me. <laughs> I'm with, I'm with <laughs> <Note> to self. <laughs> so, um, once next we talk, we'll know. Yeah, we, um, we will know. So, we're going to do uh, post game sometime Sunday. Yes. You're going to the game. I'm going to the game. Scott, um, you're not going to I'm the game. not. I am making every effort to go to the game. I don't have a ticket yet, but uh, I have promised my wife that I will spend the minimum amount yeah. possible, which means I may have to walk around. Mercedes Benz, my wife and kids and I will be there tailgating regardless. That's awesome. And, um, you know, you only get, you only, I decided in 2002 I was not going to miss any more SEC championship games. Um, I, I did miss the three game because, um, and I had something going on that night, but, um, I'm, I'm not missing any more of these games. You, you don't get there enough 
in order to just say, I can't go. I understand why you're not going, Scott. I understand why some people don't go. And I'd like to discuss the fact that why you're not going at some point on a future Yeah, on, a, on an off-season podcast. Yeah, but, um, but for the record, I will be there. My wife will be there. And you're coming to Tokyo with us? I will be there. You say the word. Okay. I'm ready, I'm ready to meet up with some people and cause some trouble. I like it. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about three more things in detail before Scott leaves. Okay, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you at the SEC freaking championship game. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. See, I never say it. Okay, we'll jump in. I mean, yeah. Scott jumping in on the end. That's right. All right. I'm going to cut that. Bye. I know you got to go. And thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, please check out Will's article on WSLSpodcast.com titled Georgia Can Beat Alabama and You Should Be There. It's been widely shared and commented on thus far, and it's the type of required reading that any UGA fan should consume before Saturday. And I'm also going to link something else. I know a lot of you or some of you have seen the viral Rose Bowl video that I produced after the Dogs defeated Oklahoma in double overtime, but many fewer of you saw the follow-up video that I made from the national championship defeat. I don't blame you for not wanting to see anything about that game, but if you have the stomach to go through the moments again and just watch it all the way through, I think you'll see why I'm so pleased and excited to be right back in this position only 11 months later. No, not the position to win the national championship right now and on Saturday, but in a position to kick down the door once again to have that opportunity. So yeah, that'll be linked in the show notes of this episode. Okay, I've been a little too long-winded on my outro tonight, but I guess that's okay. This is the SEC Championship Game Preview. And if any time before, during, or after the game, you have any questions or comments, feel free to tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. And if you do go watch that video that I have titled, A Bad Ending Doesn't Ruin Georgia's Season, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear. Uh, you can tweet me at Joavi Films. That's J-W-A-V-I. Films And make sure to give Will a tweet if you read his article and tell him what you think about it. It's William F. Leach, at William F. Leach. I am really going long on that, and that'll do it. We'll see you in Atlanta. We're not going to see you on campus. We'll see you in Atlanta on Saturday. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.